<laughs> Where do you want to go from there? Um, uh, how about the best thing that is? There's a hamburger joint in California called Slater's 50-50. I don't know how popular it is. I don't know much about that. Our California listeners might be familiar with this chain. <laughs> Listener. <laughs> <laughs> eh, it's probably a handful. Um, a listener in the Western Hemisphere. <laughs> yeah, our listener on the Earth planet. Me. <laughs> on the Earth planet. <laughs> <laughs> on the Earth planet. What? You're on the Earth planet. Not not planet Earth. <laughs> no. That Earthish planet. It's uh, that Earth Earthy <laughs> planet. <laughs> um Slater's 5050, they have a new product. They have a new hamburger. The hamburger is composed the patty is 100% ground bacon. It is served dressed with a dressing that they call Bacon Island. It is topped with bacon flavored cheddar cheese, which I'm not sure like I'm not sure if the cheese was originally bacon flavored or if when they add it, it sort of instantaneously, like a chemical reaction, develops a bacon yeah, flavor. Yeah, just bonds with the bacon. Right, the ions of the bacon and then the cheese. There's there's a scientific thing that happens there, topped mm-hmm. off with a fried egg. Okay. Is like, come on, this is. I'm thinking about driving to California for this. Okay the the fried egg I feel like is a little much. <laughs> I I'm, I might ask them to hold the egg. <laughs> why is the fried egg like it, it's, it's like it's a bacon and egg sandwich except it's the best bacon and egg sandwich ever <laughs> it's the like 100% ground bacon and it's only being offered for a limited time presumably because they know that they're going to be responsible for the deaths of like four out of the five people who eat this and they don't want to get in trouble for offering it in perpetuity mm-hmm. but I, I gotta get out to California for this thing okay I'm, I'm looking at this place on a map okay and it's next to your Belinda which, for those of you who don't know, is where uh, Richard Nixon was from. Coincidence? I think not. <laughs> now, wait a minute. <laughs> why? Do you have an inkling as to why that might not be a coincidence, or are you just proposing the idea? <laughs> I'm, I'm just proposing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think that this is Richard Nixon's ghost's way of making <laughs> up to America. <laughs> of what of watergate yeah he does watergate and so hey guys i kind of feel sorry i feel kind of feel bad about watergate have an awesome <laughs> hamburger <laughs> hey he opened up china for the bacon possibilities <laughs> okay um good it'll it'll take you 22 hours and 22 minutes to go get to slater's fifty fifty. that's a very round number i see um let's let's do the holiday roundup now do you want to do that okay this is the international holiday roundup i don't know if you listened to any previous episodes (laughs) (laughs) right figure not (laughs) but um (laughs) i have you know i gather holidays from around the world okay and i just i want to keep the listeners informed people should know about these days Okay, so, uh, I, so I'm just the sounding board, or do I also get to propose an international holiday? Well, you can talk about what you did on these days. You, oh, if you have, oh, you have a holiday of your own. Well, we could talk about that afterwards. No, too. no, I'm not creating a holiday. No, okay, I'm, I was just saying I do know of a international holiday that just recently passed, so I didn't know if I was allowed to bring it up. Okay, well, if when the date happens, this is this is the the pre, this is last week's. Okay. So okay. when the when the date happens, uh, please bring it up. Okay. Uh, July second, Monday. Okay, was... well, I'm before you already. Oh, okay. Well, what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say I, uh, July 1st was Canada Day. 
That's true. Little that's a little mainstream for the holiday roundup. Oh, okay, it is. What did I, you I, did you observe it in some way? No, it was on a Sunday, but the reason why I wanted to bring it up is because Canada Day has always amused me. Because <laughs> it's like a pale imitation of July fourth. Okay. But they feel like since they get the jump on us by about three days. You know, it's like they so we have this crappy thing, so let's schedule it beforehand. But the reason, the main reason why I like it is because it is a celebration of um, Canada separating from the British Empire. The it iron happen- fist of the British Empire. It happened in the mid-1800s. Okay. Do you know when the final cords to Great Britain were finally severed by Canada? I do not know. The 1980s. <laughs> like 1986. Kind of let those <laughs> dangle for a while, huh? And they are letting, they are letting, uh, they're celebrating a day where they began a process that took 100 years to complete. <laughs> so, I mean... Yeah, I get what you're saying. But hey, they have universal health care. Mm-hmm. Oh, they have, um, they have a big tower, don't they, in Toronto? That's something. Yeah, but Seattle has one of those, too. This is, this is uh, the segment of the podcast where we uh, appraised architecture in various countries. Um, did I mention the Iron Pagoda? <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> wow, this has been a long segment then, mm-hmm. and, and not a particularly and not a particularly focused one. <laughs> um, so, bringing that to an official end, bringing that uh, segment to a close. Okay, July second, uh, okay. World UFO Day. I feel like this is the one thing. This is like a kind of a glaring absence in my life experience. Uh, you know, wheelhouse is I don't have a great like a UFO story. I really want to see a UFO at some point, just so I can say. Uh, that I just so I can have something to contribute, especially on World UFO Day. I've but, seen the UFO. Have you really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, whenever I was in early high school, we took a road trip out to the Grand Canyon, and we stopped in Roswell. And there is a UFO museum. Yep. And I saw a UFO there. Okay. What in the museum? So it was just a UO at that point. Yeah, it was it was grounded, but sure. there was there was like a, but there 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 was a picture of like a light in the sky just okay. sitting there, and I mean, and who wouldn't believe that that was real? <laughs> okay, um, they're kind of old fashioned at this point, UFOs, right? Like, I I, I associate it with like again with like the fifties, like the Bo Diddley mm-hmm. era. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> the I I just I don't know if I'm gonna have a chance to really have any UFO experiences the 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 ufo craze yeah the craze um i feel like that was the biggest boon to the united states government's military testing (laughs) sure right (laughs) because i i I personally believe that the ufos were really just like the united states government testing very secretive planes and things like that right so i mean like i believe that something unidentified was flying up there i just think that we made it they were probably flying these really top secret things and people are like oh look the aliens the government's like yes the aliens right you know like we don't have to explain anything you want to know about (laughs) the aliens i'm sorry but you know people are like where's all this money going to (laughs) that that would cause problems but they're like the aliens yeah (laughs) you know (laughs) The the World UFO Day has a website. I guess there's a foundation or something. And there was an interesting thing that they said as part of their mission statement is, we see a future where UFOs aren't speculation anymore, but part of daily life. But then they're then they're just 
UFOs. Well, that's the thing. Like, I get that they want aliens to be part of daily life. I don't completely get that, but I, I you know, okay, whatever. I don't want unidentified flying objects to be part of daily life because <laughs> – What the hell is that? <laughs> you don't want that to be part of your – of oh, go get the paper and you see just like seven things in the sky that you don't well, know what they are. It's very threatening. In, in our uh, previous podcast, yeah. um, God have mercy on its soul. Sure. We, we discussed briefly aliens. We did. And the United States space program. Uh, yeah. So I would, I would USSP like to, is the acronym for that. Yeah, and I, I think that uh, I would like to reiterate my belief that I don't want aliens visiting us. Okay, right. Because I feel like if some advanced creature is able to come from far away and land on Earth, well, we, we know how that happens whenever Columbus came over. Except that this time, <laughs> we're the Native Americans. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, like, we could still be here after the encounter, but we will all be living in, you know, like, the worst part of Africa. Because right. that's the only part that the aliens didn't want of the planet. And, you know, you know we'll have been decimated by the sequence right. of smallpox. Like, there will only be a small portion of us left, and we'll all be living in miserable conditions. I think you just came up with a new TV show. Well, act. Uh, Funny you should mention that, but before but before we go off, do you want to do you want to move into television? Well, let me let's let's do, finish the holiday roundup on the uh, space front. Though I would just like to point out how absolutely cool it is that the Voyager two spacecraft, I think it is, is about to leave the solar system. Okay, and go into interstellar space. Awesome! Like it is it is about to leave the protective. Uh, field that the sun puts out mm-hmm. and protects the uh, solar system from interstellar winds, and it is about to just be out there. Best wishes from Podsidon to Voyager 2 and all her crew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unfortunately, we also stuck in like a golden record of a bunch of enticing sounds of Earth, and I think a map of how to get here. Not is, our finest decision, but... I, I hope that the soundtrack to Rockula is among that, is among the things we put in there. I think that uh, – well, actually, judging by the music selection, that would have been about current music. Sure, right. <laughs> some of those – some, some choice Tony Basil cuts on the Voyager yeah, 2. In, in the 60s. <laughs> right. <laughs> July 3rd. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm looking at it right here. Oh. Tell me about July 3rd. I'm looking oh. at a calendar. Oh, you're looking at a calendar. I see. Yeah, to give yourself a point of reference. Mm-hmm. To ground yourself. Um, mm-hmm. July 3rd is Women's Day in Burma. So, <laughs> so it was so I'm, not so, observed. So, so, so yeah, but that was a hundred tons of fun. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna sail right past this because Burma's they, they, fucked up. They, they put a burqa over the date. <laughs> yeah, on every calendar in Burma, they've illustri- like they've drawn in a burqa. July Fourth, of course, is obvious. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. We talked about July Fourth already. There is though. I mean, you know, you remember they do that. Um, hot dog eating contest on July 4th. Did you, have you ever seen that? Um, I, I did not see the July 4th hot okay. dog eating contest. Did something happen? Did somebody die? No, 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 no. Nobody died. But that's one of the things that they do. On Coney Island, they do a hot dog eating contest. Yes, I did know that. And the winner gets, you know, a ca- now the winner gets a cash prize, which is great. First place is uh, $10,000. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also get two cases of hot dogs. Mm-hmm. Like... Why? Just in you, case they wanted to eat more. Yeah, like why would you give 
I, that just doesn't make any sense to me at all. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, July 4th, obvious. July 5th, not going to get too deep into this one because it's definitely a rabbit hole situation, but July 5th uh, is X Day, as observed by the Church of the Subgenius. Um this is a self-described. Please tell me more. This is a, <laughs> this is a self-described parody religion uh, founded in Dallas in the eighties. Okay. July fifth, I guess, in nineteen ninety-eight was the day that that this church believed that the world would be destroyed by men from planet X. Okay. Uh, and so now, since that didn't happen, uh, they they used the the date as a religious holiday. Among the reasons why it did not happen. Why the world did not come to an end on July fifth, nineteen ninety-eight, was that the year uh, was there was an error in writing down the year. It was meant to be read upside down, and thus eight thousand six hundred and sixty-one is the year that the, <laughs> that the world will end. Um, which which is probably you know I, I, that's a good theory. Mm-hmm. You know, another reason is that the the men from Planet X did in fact come with intention to destroy the Earth. Uh, but then just left figuring that we would do the job for us for them eventually. You know, we would just take care of yeah, ourselves. Yeah, I mean, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the Church of the Subgenius has a newsletter called Stark Fist of Removal. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, I, I think I like X-Day. I think I'm going to look into this Church of the Subgenius. This sounds like... This <laughs> okay. Sounds... Uh, you might convert. I might convert. I wonder what the <laughs> conversion process is like. Um, yeah, and then on July 6th, Friday, July sixth. They have you have International Kissing Day, which um, strikes me as a sequel to last Friday's observance, which was International Sharing Day. Um, Hunter suggested in that episode that someone was going around and inventing holidays, and I think they've been done, they've done this here again. The Wikipedia article is uh, quite short, but does in fact inform people that International Kissing Day is not quite as commercialized as Valentine's Day. Um, which I think Gee, is, really? I think is obvious in that it doesn't, it is not a thing. It does not exist. Therefore, it, <laughs> this is like saying Arbor Day is less commercialized than Christmas. <laughs> right. It's, like, it's, it's well, obviously, it's even worse than that because Arbor Day is actually a thing. I'm pretty sure International Kissing Day is a fabrication, perhaps by the same by the person who perpetrated International Sharing Day on the previous Friday. Um, well, I, I, mean, I hope that every Friday in the international holiday roundup, we just don't, we don't encounter like a fake holiday. Well, I mean, the the thing is that these aren't fake holidays. It's well, just well, actually, the last two were. <laughs> so okay. Well, no, I'm I'm saying it's interesting because really holidays can only be you know like proclaimed by the government. Okay. Because I mean, but if it's an international observance, what government? Yeah, see, it. see, that's why I'm wondering, like, because I mean, things like International Kissing Day, I, I, I don't know about that, but like, sometimes the Congress will recognize a certain day as being like National Kissing Day. I think that everybody in the UN, every UN representative, who just have to smooch every other representative in the UN, and and, would see, and, and they'd see what happens, you know. <laughs> I would love to see it whenever the representative from you know, I, I don't know Israel <laughs> tries tries to smooch the rep from Saudi Arabia. <laughs> <laughs> they use too much tongue. 
I'm, I'm glad you said Israel. I, ha- I have a thing from Israel. <laughs> Wait, what? You have a thing for Israel? No, no. I have a, I have a, a piece of news from Israel. <laughs> oh, okay. Something, there's a contest that's happening in Israel that I thought you might like. Okay. It's a beauty pageant. This is the Miss Holocaust Survivor Contest. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm not touching this one with a 90-foot pole. All right. Yeah, we're going to have to tread lightly here. Um, but I just wanted to make everyone aware that this is a thing that's happening. There were some Holocaust survivors. The, the women were age 74 to age 97. <laughs> Goodness. Um, the winner was eventually a 79-year-old woman, so congratulations to her. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the event had some critics. one of one of the critics described the contest as totally macabre (laughs) but i think it's a wonderful contest i think it's a terrific uh i think it should become a yearly thing oh actually not too many more years really that this could take place here's the problem okay tell me the problem this contest yeah is how do you decide who loses (laughs) well to be fair the 97 year old woman probably didn't stand too much of a chance the contest implies winning and losing so it's like you have several several criteria that you go for and none of them are particularly tasteful (laughs) no you could either say like a woman was prettier okay than the other woman but at the age of 70 to 90 right who are we kidding like, yeah, there, there's nobody at that. Like, you can be pretty for a seventy-year-old, sure, but that's a huge qualification. Like, no woman at that age is going to be just like objectively beautiful the way like a eighteen to twenty-five-year-old woman is going to be. I don't know. There are some there are some uh, elderly knockouts that I can think of. Okay, but I'm just saying, it gets a little harder to just say like we're going for the idealized form of beauty. Keith Richards still looks like not a day over 30. Okay, really? We're going to go with him? <laughs> We're going to go with him? The man who has been, like, preserved in formaldehyde? How about how about Angela Lansbury, who has looked the same age for the last 45 years? Yeah, but I'm just saying, like... I'm really know. getting the younger audience in on Podsiden with my Murder, She Wrote references. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's really... <laughs> now, next, we're going to talk about Andy Griffith. Um <laughs> The uh, but no, but I mean, it's just like so. You could make the argument with just a beauty pageant, okay? That you're going for like the idealized beautiful woman, and you're trying to get as close to that as possible. It's almost like a dog show, where you're trying to find the dog that best represents the breed. Like you're trying to find the woman that best represents a beautiful woman. I think I think I read. I think part of that article was in the Miss Holocaust Survivor contest. They made them jump through hoops. They don't actually make dogs do that. You do realize. <laughs> like no, I don't know. I've never, I have never watched a competitive dog event in my life. I, the, that is... the other option, the other option is to have these women like exchange sob stories, and then you award it to the woman who has the saddest existence. That's what the contest <laughs> runners claim that they did. Seriously, Which is even worse because it's I know like, it's terrible. They're all awful. <laughs> it's like, well, but you're sitting there as a judge and going, well, we've added it up, and she's lost more family members and lost more of her dignity. So, I mean, even though you suffered horribly, right. you're going to have to give it to, you know, whoever. Okay, let, let's be honest. In your camp, somebody was able to sneak in the Torah. So <laughs> that's, going, that's going to count against you. 
Okay, I think we've talked enough about the Miss Holocaust Survivor contest. <laughs> well, I'm just saying it's so distasteful. I know. Why, why would anybody think that, that was a good idea? Like, just sit these women down idea. and interview them. <laughs> you don't have to put them in right. a Haven't Steven Have Steven Spielberg make another thing. Like, you <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's probably about enough about about that. You brought it up. I didn't want to I, – I, I just wanted to – you know, voice my severe dislike of that whole enterprise. Severe both disapproval. Holoca- both the Holocaust and the Holocaust beauty contest. Really? So you're not pro Holocaust? Okay. Never. Uh, a. <laughs> <laughs> the silence, I think, spoke spoke words. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you have a thing you wanted to talk about? Well, I I, I wanted to. Um, talk a little bit about television shows yeah because i know that one tv show that you and i are both looking forward to yes it's coming out on nbc in the fall oh i think i know what you're gonna say uh-huh and it is a show called animal practice yes animal practice and the tagline for the show is who's the man i think the bottom at this point has fallen out of the barrel and you're on the next floor of barrels all right this this is something that you would expect to see in a parody news site. Like yeah. NBC announces right. animal practice. It's, this is actually an unending headline. But yeah. but not. <laughs> but it's not. It is, an, it is a thing that's happening. And, and the picture shows a man sitting next to a monkey. The, <laughs> monkey, the monkey is in a lab coat. And the man is eating a banana. <laughs> that's not man's. Oh, dear. <laughs> this, oh. Is, this is what NBC is yeah. making room for in its schedule. Right. Does the monkey is the monkey named? Does the monkey have a name? The the monkey is named. His the name is Doctor Zerus. No, he's not. Okay. Yes, it, that, yes, that's, yes, it is. That's it. That's it. I I quit. I quit the world. I'm I'm done. <laughs> I quit the podcast and I quit Earth. I'm I'm done. <laughs> yeah. It's uh. It's his name is Doctor Zerus. And uh, oh my god. Yeah. I, I'm sitting here. I'm at the website. Okay. Uh huh. Um. Oh, you can't access the bios. Darn. Okay, so we Yeah, have, they're trying to keep it top secret. They don't want to spoil anybody. We have Dr. George Coleman, Dr. Yamamoto. I'll give you two guesses what his racial heritage is. Mm. This is like the most stereotypical Japanese-looking man I've ever seen. Oh, I was going I was going to say Burmese. <laughs> you have Dr. Doug Jackson. Okay. You have Juanita. Okay, that's <laughs> Do I get two guesses that time? (laughs) And then you have Dr. Zaris. Dr. Zayas, excuse me. I've been saying it wrong all this time. Dr. Zayas. Yeah. And and, uh, if you wanted to know, he is being played by the actor Crystal. (laughs) Uh, Can they please reanimate Charlton Heston's corpse (laughs) and have him come on the show and interact with Dr. Zayas? Maybe we can get your, like, get your hands off of me. (laughs) Oh yeah. Okay, so, how many? Uh, how many uh, of those? Yeah, they're gonna have so many of those jokes because you uh, know those those eighteen to thirty five year olds are really up on their nineteen seventy one dystopian films. <laughs> like I I don't understand who is who is supposed to be watching this. Okay, oh, who am I the, kidding? It'll be a huge hit. Here here's here's the pitch. Okay. Meet Doctor George Coleman, a top dog New York veterinarian. Yep. With an unorthodox style of operating. Is that a pun? Group? A top dog New York veterinarian. Yeah, I think it is. And is it intentional? I, Good God, okay. Okay, so speaking of puns, uh, I was reading a thing, and it was actually about the uh, hot dog eating contest that you were talking about earlier. Oh. And um, 
mayor of New York City traditionally gives uh, a pun-filled address to attendees to start yeah. the uh, hot dog eating contest. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, like the speech, the point of the speech is to fill as many uh, lines of the speech with hot dog-related puns as possible, and he read the sentence of his speech. Dogged pursuers will finally catch up, cut the mustard, and be pronounced wiener. <laughs> at that point, awesome. at that point, the anthropomorphic hot dog, because they had like a hot dog mascot, slapped its forehead. <laughs> and oh, good physical bits. And then, and then Bloomberg apparently said, <laughs> like he paused in his speech and he said. Just think of how many we got into one sentence. That was really impressive. Then he like really Bloomberg around, really, and then, then he looked around the podium and he said, "Who wrote this shit?" <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's like a family event, <laughs> and Bloomberg has had too much. <laughs> yeah, well, it was July Fourth. Maybe he started celebrating early and forgot where he was. Or maybe it was just a, a rare moment of honesty. Or I don't know. I don't know anything about the guy. Maybe he's frequently honest like this. His his, his press secretary said um, after face palming. Yeah, said um, while a good guess would be that Frank Barry, the mayor's chief speechwriter, wrote it. The lines had actually been penned by a junior staffer and quote not a top dog like Frank. Yeah. End quote. More puns. Yeah. <laughs> Like, did they get that that was not <laughs> – well, that was not – he was trying to get away from that. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, back back to uh, animal back, practice. Back to something um, just as awesome. Yeah, we have um, – George has a gift with animals but not humans. And apparently, <laughs> apparently there is some um, sexual tension. Okay. With the monkey? Between him and his boss. Okay. Because she took over Crane Animal Hospital. <laughs> She's an old flame of his. Oh, dear. She doesn't have any experience with animals, and apparently not only is there sexual tension, but she is, quote, seriously cramping his style, end quote. Okay. Now, so confirm this for me. Needless to say, he is determined not to make any changes in his animal kingdom, which includes poker games with a resident chimpanzee. <laughs> Okay, so verify this. The the man, um, he is a guy who has exceptional skill with, a- with treating animals. Yeah, he's an animal whisperer. <laughs> but he he has exceptional skill talking to the animals, but he um, has trouble with uh, interaction in his social and romantic life. This yeah, is. Are uh, you sure this is NBC and not I'm, a CBS procedural? Actually, I think that this is that they bought this. Uh, off of Fox whenever they were trying to find a replacement for House. <laughs> because I this see. sounds this sounds like House. He's at a hospital. He's really good at diagnosing animals, but he has difficulty relating with humans. <laughs> I I just don't know is the, this is where we are. It took okay, so 2012, like that's that's like that's it, right? Like this is the sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like this is one of the horsemen of the apocalypse. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, <laughs> the horse. This is death. This is the last horseman. Like this. This is it. After this, we died. Uh-huh. <laughs> Humanity died. Yeah. In- instead of pestilence, God has unleashed. <laughs> yeah, he brought out the big guns in 2012. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Anyways, begins September 26th, Wednesdays, 8, 7 central. Well, I'll have to set my TiVo. Mm-hmm. And I, what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to set my TiVo, um, and then I'm going to probably also watch it on Hulu. So I'm contributing to the ratings in both camp. You know, in both. I think that you ought to start doing reviews of Animal Practice whenever it comes out. That might be a good segment for future Podsiden episodes. Mm-hmm. That would, of course, depend on me having to actually watch the show, though. Which, ugh, I, I don't <laughs> like. Like, the Netflix pick of the week is already, like, a, so much effort. <laughs> um, we'll have to see. Maybe I can trade Maybe I can trade it for the next Netflix pick of the week once the end of September hits. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a little bit more news. You want some okay. more, Do you want some more news? Sure. This is a thing that happened in Phoenix. AP you re- know, can I just say something about Phoenix? Phoenix, Arizona? Sure. I have talked to several people who have lived in Phoenix. Okay. Or visited Phoenix. And I always ask them, how is Phoenix? Okay. Because I, I never hear anything about Phoenix. Right. And do you know what? Several people, and I, I mean by several, I mean like three. You know, two or three. Because those are all the people I've met who have been to Phoenix. Um, and I ask them, and all of them independent of each other <laughs> <laughs> have said, Phoenix. And then they pause as if searching for something positive to say. <laughs> sure, right. <laughs> and then they go. It's a well-laid-out city. Mm, man. Well, that's, that's cool. <laughs> if that's, if that's the best thing you can say about a city. I can really, I can really find, I can find those corners easily. Yeah, I mean, and that's, that's what they all say. It's like it's in the middle of the desert. The, hosp- nothing, you know, get it, the hospital's in the center, so you know, everyone can access yeah, it. Well, no, I think it's just because there's nothing to block it, and it's laid out on this massive grid. Because <laughs> so it just sprawls throughout the desert. There's nothing to interrupt the grid. It just goes. So have you, have so you been Phoenix, there on your trip to Roswell? Did you ever? Did you pass through Phoenix? No, I never. Never stopped by Phoenix. So it's really well laid out, but nobody can find the damn thing. That's the problem. No, I think that everybody can find it. Nobody wants to visit it. I see. Well, this will maybe this will make them because uh, I don't know why this would make people want to visit, but the. Uh, as reported by the Associated Press, a Phoenix mother has been arrested after authorities say she put beer in her two-year-old son's sippy cup. Uh, yes. Phoenix, Phoenix police were called to a pizza yes. restaurant. Phoenix police were called to a pizza restaurant Tuesday night. I'm almost certain it was Chuck E. Cheese. After witnesses say they saw uh, 36-year-old... Those rockers, man. Yeah. (laughs) This is is what the rebranded Chuck E. Cheese is all about. He's giving giving booze to minors. The rock star lifestyle. Uh, (laughs) They they saw a... He he missed his show because he was high. Right. (laughs) Um, The animatronic is just sprawled out on the ground. Quaaludes fall out of his pocket. Oh man! The cops haul off the animatronic. <laughs> Between Chuck Heston references and Quaaludes, <laughs> um, they say that the 36-year-old woman that they say they saw her pour beer from a pitcher into her son's cup, and then the child drank some of it. She apparently admitted pouring the beer into the cup because the child kept reaching for the beer pitcher. <laughs> so, you have to give the kid what he wants. <laughs> you gotta right. You know, as a parent. You gotta you you have to be strict, but you also have to you know you have to be loving. You have to give a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, like sometimes whenever my cousins were really little, they would reach for the stove, and I'm like, well, if you want it, <laughs> go for it. This you sounds know? like the most awesome toddler I've ever read about. 
<laughs> it sounds like the most ill-parented toddler. It's just like whatever the kid wants. My toddler only drinks imported. Like <laughs> my toddler's a Heineken toddler. Like what? Officers examine the contents of the, the kid cup. rejects the Coors Light. <laughs> yeah, none of that crap. Or the more importantly, the mom said none of that crap for my baby. Yeah, only the best. Only right. the best. Officers examined the contents of the cup and determined the liquid was consistent with beer. <laughs> so was it was it beer like i guess so i, I think it was beer that, I, that means nothing it's consistent with it's consistent with a liquid is what that means the liquid yeah, was exactly. in fact a liquid really I mean, cra- crack detective work <laughs> on on this case <laughs> <laughs> the uh blah 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 the child was taken to a hospital for precautionary reasons uh the woman is being held on suspicion of child abuse and police didn't know if she has a lawyer <laughs> <laughs> Nor did they probably really care. <laughs> so I just – this is what's going on in Phoenix. Can you imagine trying to get counsel? <laughs> yeah. Like how do you uh, – what, what what do you need for me to uh, represent you in? Well, um, I may or may kind, not. It's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> the kid just reached for the beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, said please. And then his mom goes, okay. <laughs> so um, good mom or great mom? What do you think? Best mom. Best mom. Um, the very best. Uh, I mean, my deal is, is she ought to have the kids for as long as she wants. Because, I mean, she's doing such a bang-up job, you know, parenting them. Awesome mom. I, I mean, I, I don't even know. Like, this <laughs> okay, goes, yeah. This, this, this goes against, like, every... Not, not, and, and, it's, and it's not even that she put... She gave beer to the child, which, I mean, is awful, but... It's the fact that the child wanted it, and so she just gave it to him. Right. And it's like, it is your job as a parent to exercise judgment in this regard. <laughs> like, the kid, kids always want things that you should not get them. You know, the baby was, the, the toddler was thirsty. Or it's actually the, the world's coolest toddler. And he was like, hey, I'm here with my mom, and I'm just going to drink anyway. Yeah, I was about to say, the, the Phoenix whatever their newspapers call like probably the sun or something arizona e like that yeah um the phoenix desert the phoenix yucca plant um (laughs) the phoenix cactus yeah the phoenix sand the phoenix lots of sand all the news that's fit to prick Um, (laughs) oh god and the oscar for podcasting goes to (laughs) have i said your name yet shit chris No, no i was going to suggest that we do like a little intro segment at the end yeah, okay, um, well, well, we can we can wrap it up with that. Yeah, so, I mean, I feel like uh, they ought to take down his name and follow up with him, <laughs> like, every 10 years or 7 years or something <laughs> like that, so that way we can see, because I feel like this kid has a high... Is this an at-risk child? <laughs> yeah, I really do feel like this is going to be the kind of kid that's, like, a truant, <laughs> that is engaged in all sorts of unsavory behavior... You know, he's doing stuff at the age of 13 that 19-year-olds have only dreamed about doing. Beer, uh, beer Babies is like a reality show that apparently makes itself against all odds. <laughs> I was about to say, where's our reality show from Phoenix, apparently? Right. Like, not only would the filming crews have an easy time finding people because it's so well laid out. It could just be called This Week in Phoenix. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> if this is going on, I guarantee you there's other stuff going on, too. Yeah, that's... And then also, why isn't their police blotter syndicated? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's a good question. It could be after Conan. Uh-huh. Okay, so I saw this awful, awful interview on Leno. 
<laughs> with um, it was between him and Steve Carell. Okay. And Steve Carell has this new movie out. I forget what it's called, but I think like the world is ending. Yeah, like bring popcorn to the end of the world, or yeah, uh-huh. bring your friend to the end of the world, or something. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Okay. Friends at the end. Leno goes. Um, what was the worst job that you ever had? Yeah. And Steve Carell just is sitting there, and he goes. Well, I think that the worst job I had was whenever I had to wrap fruit at a supermarket as a teenager. He had to wrap the fruit in cellophane, and then he had to put it on the hot plate to seal the cellophane. Okay. And Leno goes, says, oh, okay, so that was the worst job. Makes like some another like asinine comment. Yeah. And then Steve Carell goes, yeah. And then um, Leno says something like, well, did you hide the bruises? And Steve Carell goes, what? He goes, yeah, you cellophane the fruit so that way you put the bruise side down at the bottom and seal the cellophane over it so you can't see it. And Steve Carell goes, oh, I didn't understand that that's what it was for. And Leno goes, yeah, I guess that's why you didn't last too long in the job. <laughs> and then they cut for commercial. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So, clearly, something went wrong. <laughs> and then, and then, <laughs> and then they come back. And that, like, that was the actual line before commercial. Yeah. And Did Leno come, even say his, like, we'll be right back with... Yeah, for, yeah. And then he goes, like, we'll be right back. Oh, I thought you week. meant they faded to black after no, his, remar- no. his remark about the <laughs> cellophane. No, no. That's what I'm saying. Like, okay. that was where they broke the interview. Oh, and then So this is going back, really well. And then they come back and Leno asked the question, uh, so your wife uh, acted with you in this movie, right? And oh, he God. goes, yeah, yeah. You know, like, they're introducing the clip or whatever. Leno asks Steve Carell, like, what was it like working with your wife? <laughs> and Steve Carell goes, oh, it was awful. It's just awful. And then he pauses and goes, how am I supposed to answer that question, Jay? Right. <laughs> right. Like, like, there's no way right. I can answer that. And he goes, it was great. I had a good time. <laughs> I was just looking at this going, yeah. this, this is a train wreck. This is, this is Leno at the top of his game. I swear I have memories of that show being not terrible, like in the 90s. I have memories of it not being always really, really awful. Mm-hmm. Well, but every I mean, every time I've watched it in the last few years, every time I've even looked at, you know, if there's a guest on that I care about, it's just mm-hmm. been so bad, like so bad. The thing is, is that like Letterman, he isn't, he isn't nearly as good as he was 10 years ago, especially whenever you see the old clips of him in like the Late Late Show. Right, like he he was really good then. Right, but the, I feel like the difference is, is that everybody declines over time. You know, you get set in your ways, things like that happen. It's just that whereas Letterman went from being excellent and declined to good, mm-hmm. Leno went from good and declined <laughs> to bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, he's set in his ways all right. Like yeah, God, well, the last well, monologue of his I watched was just like there was no humor. Where were the what, what was the funny part? Yeah, and that's why I'm saying like. Letterman isn't nearly as good, but whenever you start off at excellence, decline leaves you still at a really good level. At least it's a better situation, sure. Yeah. (laughs) I just just love it. Steve Carell is obviously fed up with the whole interview. (laughs) He was just like, how am I supposed to answer that question, Jay? He was kind of laughing, but it was a very harsh tone to his voice. You know, just like, ask me something real. Give me something, Jay. (laughs) We talked about my fruit job. (laughs) And now... And as scripted as those things are, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, nothing should go wrong. Like, they basically rehearse the entire thing before they film it. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I have Pennsylvania. You got stuff going on in Pennsylvania. Yeah, uh, the revolution. 
this story – yeah, right, John Adams. This story is out of Tyrone, Pennsylvania. A Pennsylvania man is jail is well. That's a weird way to start it. Is is jailed on charges that he <laughs> not was jailed. They're using mm-hmm. present tense. Okay, maybe this is <laughs> he's he's still under arrest. He's jailed. Well, sure, but the writer is just phoning it in at this point. Mm-hmm. The okay, a Pennsylvania man uh, jailed on charges that he walked into an unlocked mobile home and beat up the resident before stealing the man's wooden alligator. State troopers tell the Altoona Mirror, apparently that's the publication that broke this story. Um, Altoona is, I'm guessing, a region in Pennsylvania. Police say the man who lived in the mobile home confronted the resident, or no, confronted the intruder, who then punched the man in the face and head before pushing him out of the home's emergency rear door. Uh, they say he kicked the down Wait, man. An emergency in the f- rear door in the home? The mobile home, I guess, has an emergency rear like door. Like an escape hatch? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> this is the coolest mobile home I've ever heard of. Mm-hmm. Maybe it flies through space. Is a video game set in it? <laughs> <laughs> right. Do they have a big red button in the in the cockpit that says boost? <laughs> uh, yeah, you're you're in a time limit to get to the emergency exit door. <laughs> <laughs> right. You have Shoot 15 your way seconds. Through the mobile home. Mm-hmm. Right, and if you let your wooden alligator get stolen, game over. Yeah, automatic um, loss. The wooden alligator was apparently valued at about $175. <laughs> so, what do you think? Is this some sort of feud that was going on, and this is like, it has now escalated to violence? I was about to say, this sounds almost like one of those stupid things that friends do that then suddenly and unexpectedly to both parties escalates into something too serious. <laughs> and the police <laughs> you know, become like, involved. <laughs> yeah, like, it sounds like one of those things where somebody has a wooden alligator, the wooden alligator gets stolen, and like then you know, one, like they somebody keep stealing it back and forth, and then suddenly somebody's being thrown out of the escape hatch, and the police are involved. I think the wooden alligator. It seems like something that was like passed back and forth from different poker games and things like that. Yeah, like that's what I'm imagining. Almost like a white elephant gift, right. and then in one unexpected turn of events, they're sitting, you know, on the six o'clock news, going. I don't know what happened, but next thing, you know, a man's dead. <laughs> right. I, uh, would you pay $175 for a wooden alligator? No. No. The answer to the question is no. That's, a, that's, that's a, always no. It's always no. There's never a yes answer to that question. What if it no. was, what if it was uh, rhinestone studded? <laughs> a bedazzled is it, alligator. Is, is there a ham bone in its mouth? <laughs> no, I, 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 would, I would never pay... That much money for a wooden alligator. However, I might pay a little bit of money for a wooden alligator that is later valued at more than I paid for it. Well, yeah. Like, what would you not pay some money for that would later be valued at more money than you paid no, for I, it? No, I'm saying... <laughs> that's, like, of course you would. <laughs> no, I'm saying that's only if you... Like, I'm saying if someone were to show me a funny wooden alligator for $20, I might buy a wooden alligator for $20. Oh, and then tw- later, unexpectedly find out, because this article just said it was valued at that much money. I would, if somebody later came in and said like, hey, this is worth more than $20, that, that would be an unexpected surprise. But I'm saying I would probably pay at most 20 bucks for a wooden alligator. So that's what's happening in Pennsylvania. Phoenix and Pennsylvania. And Pennsylvania. And all of Pennsylvania, <laughs> you have... <laughs> They're obsessed with alligators there. I don't get it. You gotta they- go down to Florida. They replaced the Liberty Bell with an alligator. <laughs> Somebody carved an alligator. Right. The alligator has a crack in it. It's sort of legendary. <laughs> no, you know, Florida, actually, I, we can't go into Florida, unfortunately, because another much better podcast actually has a This Week in Florida segment. 
<laughs> so okay. I, I'd be, it'd be something of plagiarism. We, we, we would be, yeah, out of our league, okay. out of our depth. But according to them, if, if half of what they say is true, Florida is the most fucked up place that... Oh, yeah, For, Florida's a cesspit. Yeah, I, I mean... It's a they, cesspool. It's basically a glorified retirement community. Yeah. So it also really solved, like, healthcare costs and stuff if we were to get rid of the old people. <laughs> uh, I think we're about done. Christopher, you made it a wonderful episode. Thank you for coming on Podsiden. You can probably just leave it at thank you. And I would just like to say that I have had a wonderful time talking to you. Podsiden1.gmail.com, podsiden1.blogspot.com. Look up the thing on iTunes. Here's, here's talking to you, kid. Well, oh, good. Bogey impressions. Should we – can you – actually, yeah. Let's finish out the podcast in a, in a, with a bogey impression. Go ahead. <laughs> no. no? <laughs> what? No? <laughs> I, I don't do impressions. I just do quotes. This has been Podsiden number six. <laughs> Come on. It can be- <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> That's why I don't do impressions. Okay. Okay. Fine. I'm done with this. Okay. <laughs>